everybody, welcome to the Together We Thrive podcast. Today, I have got Profit First Certified, Dan Edwards, who's going to talk to us all about how you get that money out of your business and put it into your pocket in the most tax-efficient way. I don't know if tax-efficient the right word, Dan? It is. We, we say, well, our mantra is tax in itself isn't bad as long as you've got the money to pay for it. So using the Profit First system, we guarantee the tax is going to be there for you to pay, use it to pay the tax bills off, whilst also having a little bit extra every quarter to, to pay yourself a little nice bonus. I say little, it can be quite large. It can be quite large, yeah. (laughs) What, um, I mean, I suppose the first question I've got regarding all the the taxation system and everything as well is, do you think a lot of businesses are going to be hurt this year because they've been living on that dividend and future profit uh, focus? And and obviously this year has probably hit a lot of businesses hard. Do you know, are, are they going to come unstuck? I think once the bounce back loans start hitting, when the payments start hitting for those and the deferred taxes start to come around, I think a lot of businesses, if they haven't been cash flowing from now, they're going to start to really struggle in the next coming months. Obviously, HMRC have given people 12 months extra to pay these bills, mm. but if they've not taken them into their cash flow um, and recognize they're going to have to pay them, there are going to be a lot of businesses who are going to come unstock, unfortunately. Yeah. Has the HMRC been a little bit too reckless with this, just opening the flood, like the, the door to anybody, no credit checks, no nothing, just almost say, here's some free money, come and get it? I was reading an article this morning, apparently banks are being a bit more, um, they're going back over bounce back applications and freezing bank accounts for those people who shouldn't have had them. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's the, the reckoning is coming for people who have taken out these loans and shouldn't have had them. Um, HMRC, they're doing the best they can to um, recuperate as much as they possibly can do. I think they're, they're aware of the fact if they try to take it all at once, businesses will just fold sure, sure. and leave them with nothing. So the softly, softly approach pays in 12, over 12 months seems to be how they're doing it. And we haven't had one client yet who's been refused right, a okay. payment plan. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're being very soft at the moment with payment plans and things. Sure. In the hope that they get the money over yeah. the long term. Yeah, sure. I suppose part of their initial strategy was that they're prepared to lose a large proportion of it, aren't they? I think that's probably been the game plan from, from day one, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, as I think for the, they're reckoning about 40, 50% of what they've given out is not going to come back to them. Not going to come back, yeah. Uh, not, from, not directly from those who have taken it, but probably it will come back from us, from those who are still trading come two, three years' time. Mm. Yeah, and and the increase in taxes that's going to probably happen in 2022. <laughs> yeah, I was reading an article from the AAT yesterday about their po- possibly changing the VAT thresholds around a little bit, either bringing it down in line with the personal allowance or getting rid of it entirely, oh, really? which will be, a, a, yeah, an interesting prospect for a lot of businesses, everyone having to be VAT registered. So, so oh, really? Right, okay, that's interesting. So, like, I, I mean, like, every business, regardless of, of the threshold, just really, like, yeah. wow. Uh, the, the fresh up made it's 85. I think there was talks of bring it down to 50, 25, and then whatever the, the last level is over the next few years. Really? I mean, I've been talking about this for years. It's got they've got to do it at some point to come in line with the rest of the rest of Europe. But right, yeah. whether or not whether or not he's brave enough to do it now is um, yeah. Matter. I think that they've got to be very. I think that I mean <clears throat> I've been saying this for like since lockdown. Do you know, I think that what they've done has been a very smart move by putting everyone into furlough, paid to stay at home because if they didn't, I think we'd have been having riots right now. Yeah. Do you know, they've, paid, they've basically paid you to stay at home. Yeah, I think there would be so much more civil unrest in the country if the government wasn't paying out for people to stay at home. Sure, yeah. Um, but 
the fear is people who are still on furlough now, what are the odds they're going to have a job come uh, April, May time April, when furlough May stops? Time. I know, I know. If it, their job's not sustainable at the moment, apart from those in hospitality, they're just going to walk straight back into a job. But anyone else, uh, I fear for them. I really I, they should. Absolutely, I agree. They need to start looking. I mean, the, the smart people have started new, have started businesses themselves. Mm. They've taken the time at home whilst they're still earning, and they've started FBA businesses or. Etsy businesses—they've done something with it. Done something, and and I I love that I really do, and I think that it, it reminds me of a, a a quote from Tony Robbins. I'm not actually familiar. If you, I'm sure you probably are. Anyone knows Tony Robbins, don't they? We but, do, yeah. But like one of his things is that you know you get rewarded in public for what you practice in private, and I've been beating this drum since like lockdown, saying, John, now is time to practice. You know, yeah. get good, hone your skills, develop something else. Where, like you said, then while you're getting paid to be at home. Go and learn something else right now, so that you're strong and ready when the when this when the shit really hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying this from the very start as well. You need if you if you furloughed, enjoy it for a month, have some fun, enjoy the kids, but do something with them, learn a new skill, learn a new job, learn coding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just practically, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're still going to have eighty percent of your wages at the end of the day. I think most people blew it in the garden, didn't they? Putting bars up. <laughs> I think they did. Either that or hot tubs. Hot tubs was, hot a, tubs, was yeah. a massive thing in March last year. <laughs> and then Absolutely it's exercise massive. bikes now as well. I think that everywhere I, I've looked for these exercise bikes online, like even that Peloton, like this Peloton is two, bikes. two grand bike and you can't get one. Do you know, like yeah. it's a waiting list now because everyone's ordered them. <laughs> it's just like, Don't worry. Come come three months' time, they'll all be on eBay for sale. Yeah, for, yeah they will be, yeah, for like 30% of the original cost. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm holding out. For anyway. Hold out for that, yeah. I'll have a studio full of them. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Fantastic. So, so Dan, so like just to run through people, uh, sorry, run through what you do for people as well. So, you are a certified profit first professional, which we're going to jump into shortly. Uh, yep. QuickBooks Pro Advisor, Startup Loans Ambassador, and your mantra is that you want to help business owners put more of the profit into their pockets. So, yep. I mean, I don't think I really need to tell anyone that what you do based on that, but but for anyone that's probably not sure, do you want to just tell us who you are, what you do, and and, and how you help businesses? So we're not your average accountants, we hope. Um, we want to see our clients on a, on a weekly, monthly basis. We don't want to see them after the year, and we can't do anything after that point. So we do do the accounts. We do payroll. We do tax returns. We do VAT returns. But what we also do is help businesses implement a cash flow system that means they are prepared for taxes. They are prepared for expenses. They have a little bit extra every, every quarter to pay themselves a bonus. Because if you're not enjoying your business and rewarding yourself for being in business, you might as well get a job. It's so much easier. Obviously, not in the current climate, but in, in, under normal circumstances, if you're not enjoying your business and it's not serving you, then it's a job at Tesco's. It's so much easier. There's a lot less hassle for it. But we, that's what we help our clients do. We want them to enjoy their business because if they're enjoying it, they grow, which helps my bottom line at the end of the day. If we're supporting growing businesses, it helps my business to grow. No, I, 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 I mean, I, I completely agree with you because one of the things that I, that I do when I start working with a client like on a coaching level, I'll try and talk them out of running the business first to see how committed they are to it. And I'll be like, listen, you know, if all you want is a nice house, a nice car and a couple of holidays a year, pre-COVID, you know, yeah. go and get a job. Because yeah. like this, this battle is not going to be worth it. You know, like the, no. the squeeze is not going to get the juice that you want. Indeed. Yeah, we, we've, we've had this conversation, similar conversation with clients that start and say, are you really sure you want to do this? Because it's going to be sleepless nights, it's going to be yeah. long weekends. Yeah. But if you put the effort in and you do as you're you you instructed to do, advised to do, 
then you'll, you'll get the rewards. Yeah, yeah I mean, totally. I, I work, I don't work for a working day. We have four or five holidays a year pre-COVID. I see my kids every day, take them to school, um, sports days, everything like that. That's, that's the rewards for me Good. and say the, the holidays and things. And that's not happened by fault, has it? I suppose that's happened by design. You've, you've, yeah. you've mapped that out in terms of how you want that to be and the lifestyle that you want to have. I think that the issue that I see with a lot of people, they don't know what they want. They don't know that lifestyle that they're trying to achieve. They, no. they live in a, they, they see this Instagram lifestyle and they think that that's what life's all about is Ferraris, mansions and, and hot guys or hot women. Yeah. I think it's, it's finding that one thing. I mean, I, we went out and bought a secondhand camper van. It's 25 years old. It's a heap of rust, but it's ours. We're going to take it around Scotland in the summer. That is our reward for being in business. I can work from anywhere because yeah, I work for myself. I love it. That's, love that's it. what I'm looking forward to, spending a week in Scotland with the kids. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What do you think, Dan, is like the ultimate threshold? What like what's, How much does somebody need to earn to really be like happy, do you think? I think that's a very personal question to each individual person. I mean, I'm happy earning 40 to 50K a year. That's pays for house, pays the mortgage, pays the holidays, mm, pays yeah. for the kids to do what they pretty much what they want at the end yeah. of the day. Um, it's a very, I mean, some people want, want to shoot for the moon and earn hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds, and that's good for them. Yeah. But the more you earn, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it as well. Um, it just depends what, what people set their sights on, really. Sure. Why, why do you think that? People do differ because we're all the same underneath, aren't we? You know, we're all we're all flesh and bone and skin, and we've got this beating pulse, and we've got this vibrational frequency and stuff. So, in essence, we're all the same. Why is it that you think that some people are, you know, happy doing twenty grand, thirty grand, fifty grand, where others need that a month? Um, I think it comes down to personality and what they value in life. If you value the the nice things, the nice cars, then you'll want to earn the money to be able to afford them. If yeah. you val value going for a walk with your family at the weekend, then money isn't the be all and end all. Mm. It's just what's what your value, what, what value you place on things. Of course. And if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses as well. Well, that's always key, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> what I mean, like, what happens in your world then? So, like, you're speaking with a, with a business. The business owner, he or she, is you know very ambitious, very driven. They want to have that hundred grand a month lifestyle, but their business just hasn't got the capabilities of giving them that. I mean, like, what do you say to them there? Do you say like, do you have to give them a reality check, or do you say, you know, we can get there, but this is what you've got to do? So we we sort of reverse engineer the income that people want. So if they want to earn a hundred grand a year, a hundred grand a month, then we say, well, this is what this is the sales you need to make hundred grand a month. I, is that feasible? Can you achieve that? And if they think they can do then we point them in the right direction for coaches and people who can help them with the mindset and everything to help them achieve that whilst we just run the numbers behind it saying this is what these are the numbers you need to get there Um, we can lay out a roadmap for you but coaches and people will help you push it along further of course so are you it's fair to say then that you you really dial into the, the 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 coaching world we dial into the, the counting coaching world we want to see people understand the numbers yeah. and understand the figures that they have to achieve to get to what they want. Sure. What about, coaching, it, what about coaching as a general rule? Because there's, I think that coaching's exploded, hasn't it? Certainly over the last probably 18 months, two years, like everyone's a coach now. You know, you can get yeah. a sleep coach, you can get a fitness coach, you can get a, like a dietitian that's going to coach yeah. you on what to eat and a business coach, a life coach, a, you know, a coach for your house to style it, you know, like... There's literally a coach for everything. Is that a good thing or is it a, is it a bad thing? 
I think if the coaches actually lived what they're doing, I mean, I've lived profit, profit first since I started my business. I read the book from Mike Michalowicz when I first started up. I've read all his books and I live profit first. So I'm quite happy coaching it because I understand it. Yeah. Um, I don't understand origami, so I'm not going to coach origami skills. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there, there are people out there that, but it's just understanding the right coach for the right situation and say, we focus on making sure the business is profitable. Yeah. That's yeah. what we focus on. There are coaches to help you with mindsets and everything else. And they're more, more qualified to do it. Sure. How, how do you, what's the first thing that you should focus on then as a business to, to become more profitable, would you say? Um, it's understanding where you're spending your money. A lot of people have these subscriptions, they pay out for a month, week in, week out, like the gym for your personal life. Everyone's got a gym subscription. Haven't used it for the last year, but still paying out for it. Yeah. Netflix <laughs> subscriptions, Now TV, there's so many subscriptions because I mean, that's the society we live in. We live in a subscription society. Um, like Zapier for businesses, particularly people pay for Zapier, probably don't use it to its fullest. Sure. It's just understanding where you're spending the money and cutting away the, the stuff you don't use. Mm -hmm. So when we take on a client for the coaching side of it, we always go through a 12-month expense analysis. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. call them the PRs and U's. Profit driving, replaceable, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Ditch the unnecessary. Replace the replaceable. And keep the profit driving. We, we haven't found a single P yet in the business. There's always something you can change it with. Yeah, yeah. As far always. as we're concerned, they're, they're all R's and U's and they can all be changed. Yeah. So just tell, some... me, tell me again. So it's P? Profit driving. Profit driving. You have to have it to do what you do. Yeah. Replaceable R's and unnecessary U's. Yeah, replaceable. We've, we, we've all got U's. We spend out stationary and equipment. We, we, we want tickets on Amazon cheap, but we don't use it. Yeah. Um, R's, anything from your insurances to your accountants or coaches. Any, anybody really is an R. Anything that's replaceable, yeah. 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 It's not just the, the thing with like um, services and coaches and business, it's the return on investment you get from them, not the monetary cost. Sure. Are you using them to your fullest and getting the return on investment from of them? Of course, of course. Because if not, it's it's like you say, it's it's like anything, isn't it? Is like if you're it's like it's like it's like debt, I suppose. Mm. Debt's debt's really good if it's producing income for you. Do you know, it's if good debt and bad debt. Good yeah. debt and bad. Yeah, if you've got hundred grand worth of debt, what's producing you six hundred pounds a month, and it only costs you a hundred to serve it, then yeah. then it's a good debt, isn't it? But like, yeah. if it's not, then it's it's, it's the return on investment is going to be really bad. No, I, I like that. That's really really good. Um, so we, we we that's the first thing we do with new clients. We say run it every six months anyway for existing clients. It's just keep on focusing on your expenses because they they creep back up on you. You'll pay mm. for it. You'll do a trial for something, and then it becomes a subscription, and then you're paying out for it. Yeah, and or that creep, that yeah. creep always comes, doesn't it? And you don't expect it at all. Like like you no. said, like that creep's always there, and then all of a sudden you've lost a couple of clients, or you've not hit them targets, and you don't feel it immediately. But that creep's coming, and then it's like shit. I didn't see yeah. that happen. Yeah, so we're all very guilty of when we take on a new client. Go, oh, our new income level is this. I'm going to spend to this level. And then it drops. You know, oh, but I'm still spending up here. Yeah. But I'm only yeah. getting this. Yeah. It's like going to the gym, isn't it? Do you know, I'm 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 burning two thousand calories a day in the gym, but but actually I'm not going to the gym now. But I'm still eating four thousand calories, and I'm not burning yeah. the, the surplus too. <laughs> still eating, still eating those pizzas every week. Yeah. Even though I'm not burning them off anymore. I'm yeah, not burning them off anymore. I can't understand why I'm putting weight on though, Dan. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, it's really really good. So we we got talking on Facebook, didn't we? Yeah. And it was from a post that I'd shared on there. Um, 
which is a very simplistic way that I try and encourage people to run their businesses is to split it into three accounts. So you've got your, your expense account, your profit account, your tax account. And, and the way that I've, I've the way that I was taught um, and what I found has always worked well for me is, you know, let's just say your business uh, runs at 10 K a month. Say the expenses to run is 10 and you you bring in 15, then that five surplus you split 50, 50 into the tax and the profit account. Um, and then my, the way that I've always been taught to do that was then once your profit account hits six months cover for, for your expenses, then there's an overflow function of that account, which is then an investment account. So then you start putting money in there that you might choose to use to invest in, whether it's other businesses, stock shares, premises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you're saying that it's not that it's wrong. It's just that the way that you you use the profit first system is yeah. similar, but it's quite it's different as well. So do you want to run yeah. us through that now? So profit first, you have um, similar sort of number of accounts. You have an income account where all your income comes into, yeah. an expense account, tax, profit, and wages. Um, but how profit first works is you take your income, and immediately you take out a percentage for your profit. So 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it is, you take that out straight away. That's yours to be kept for a later date. Mm -hmm. um, and then you take out whatever percentage you work out your wages to be. So if you're wanting to earn two grand and that's 30% of your total income, you move that to one side, that's out of the way. Then you take out uh, an average of your last three years tax as a percentage. Mm -hmm. So ours is currently running at 7% of our turnovers uh, is our average tax bill both okay. corporation yeah. tax and personal tax is about seven okay. percent so that goes away that's pretty and, what, good. and whatever you whatever you're left with that's what you can spend on your tax uh, spend on your expenses okay so, so it's we, a bit so sorry if we just run that through a numbers game now just so it makes sense so let's say you've produced 15k of revenue this month mm -hmm. so then you move one percent away which is well, 150 quid away into your your Profit, profit account, account. yeah, yeah. You move three k into your owner's tax account because that's what you roughly what you need to earn per month yourself. Your tax account or your, or owners, your wages, owner, owners pay, owners pay. Wages. Yeah, so to your yeah. wage, yeah. So three k to your wage, yeah. Yeah. Then what percentage to your tax account? So we say it's we say we say ten percent. Yeah. So ten percent, fifteen hundred pound away to your tax account. Yeah. And then whatever's left, that is what you can use to run your business. Okay, so then you've got left from that what three, three. So what you got three, four and a half. Call it, call it, call it. So you got ten k left. Call it. Yeah, um, we're very good as as human beings at using what we have. Mm. I don't know about you. When you get a fresh yeah. tube, he uses a toothpaste analogy. When you get a fresh tube of toothpaste, you're wanging out massive strips of toothpaste on that toothbrush, aren't you, to brush your teeth? But right. when you've got a little bit left in that tube, you're squeezing that every little piece out of that tube to get that toothpaste out. Yeah, yeah. And this is the same sort of thing with your business. If you only if you've got ten grand to spend in your business, you'll spend ten grand. Mm -hmm. If you've got nine hundred and ninety nine nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred and fifty, you'll spend that. Sure. It's the same thing. You'll use what you have. I like that. So yeah. the profit first is you take out what you want first. Okay. And then what you've got left, that's what you, you play with. As entrepreneurs, we're all very good at using what we have left, squeezing out the juice from it, making sure we're getting the most return on investment from our money. Mm. But this method means you've already taken into account your, your tax. You've already taken into account what you want to earn per month. And you've already taken into account a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. Now, that bit extra is saved up for every every quarter that's saved up. And then 
at the end of that, you get to spend half it on whatever you like. So that's your reward for doing it. Okay. And then the other half is put into a vault account to build up a, a cash reserve in case of a global pandemic or something stupid like that happening. Something something crazy like that that's chill. Yeah. Can't happen. Surely it's never going to happen. We're never going to find something that's going to shut the entire world down. Surely, Dan. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that's all builds up. And then, like you, we, we try to keep that around six months worth of um, operating costs. Yeah. So that, just, just so I'm familiar then what you're saying there. So this is the profit account you're talking about, is it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so you keep the profit account, and then at the end of what did you say, twelve months? At end of every quarter, every three every, months. Oh, every every three months, half of it you spend on whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And then and half, half it you keep. Half it you keep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the so that's the reward for you being in business. Um, right. If you're carrying debts, then they say use 95 percent of that half to pay down debt, uh -huh. but still use some of it to reward yourself, even if sure. it's a coffee. Right. Okay. Um, if you're not carrying debt, then go on holiday. Do something nice. <laughs> yeah. True. Buy true. A, buy a nice new car or something. Sure. So, so how how do you get that money out of your business efficiently then? So normally, as a limited company, that's probably a different because you're already taking your wages out, and you. So what is the, the owners pay could be a combination of wages and dividends, mm -hmm. or wages depending on how yeah. you set up. Yeah. But this this profit is an extra dividend distribution to you. Sure. Which, if you're running it properly, the tax account will be saving up your tax bill. So you don't need to worry about the, the tax you have to pay on it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Obviously, you, you, you have to, you'll have to pay some tax on the tax payment because it's the company paying your personal tax. But mm -hmm. the idea is that you're saving enough every month that it all covers itself. Right, I'm with you, I'm with you. And, and, and so can, can it be more than 1%? You know, like where's the, what's the threshold? How far can you stretch it? As far as you like, we say start off, start off low because you right. don't want to suck out all the all the money from your business to start with. Sure, but start building up. Start at one percent, then go to two percent after the first quarter. You're still going well. Go to four percent. See how you're doing. Right. Go to eighty percent. It's take out enough that your business is you're not having to pay it back because the idea is you're not borrowing lending lending the business money back to pay its bills. Right, right. You're just creaming off the top part for yourself. For yourself, yeah, sure. Sure. Hmm, it's interesting. I like I like the strategy. It's a good it's a good way of looking at it, isn't it? And I suppose that's exactly the clues in the title in, in the sense that it's profit first. Yeah. You, I suppose look, No, sorry, that um, He goes he uses the analogy of what he uses. You you food on your plate. If you're living a healthy diet, you have your vegetables first, you look after yourself first, then you have the meat, then you have the, the nice stuff afterwards. So the profit is your is your vegetables, you're looking after yourself first, and then you're paying the tax, which is the meat, the protein, and then the, the, the stuff left is the expenses. It's paying right. yourself first. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, I, I like the, the I like the analogy that you use in the sense that you use whatever you've got. And, and I think that like it made me think like time is exactly the same, isn't it? You know, if I give you four hours to get something done, it's going to take you four yeah. hours to do it. But if I tell you you've only got 45 minutes, you'll still get it done in you'll 45 minutes. You'll get minutes. it done, yeah. yeah you'll yeah. get it done. We're, we're all very guilty of not setting, not setting time scales or things and not giving ourselves budgets or things. We just spend or use what we have because that's how we've been brought up. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but my, my parents had the um, envelopes. So whenever they got paid, they put money yeah. in the envelope for food, envelope for holidays or whatever. It's just, it's a it's a play on that. Mm. Yeah, I remember my, my parents doing that for the electricity and gas bills. They used to put yeah. money away each week in the little envelope in a steel old steel biscuit tin. 
Yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of a biscuit tin, we, we use starving account and pots. Right, right, that's, right. Our, that's our biscuit tin. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. So in, in terms of this being effective, I suppose, I suppose the real challenge for business is to be able to flip the mindset, to be able to think about it this way, because I suppose the initial kind of challenge from this would be, well, I, I can't do that because I've got commitments in place already that I have to meet every month. I can't just suddenly just say, actually, I'm going to pay me first. Yeah, that's why we start really low at 1% for profit, because if you say you can run it on 100%, you can run it on 99%. And that's why the first first few months we do the expense analysis, we go through those PRs and use and get rid of things you don't need, because businesses can save at least probably hundreds of pounds in those first months doing that, because we all have expenses we don't need. Yeah, yeah. There's always some for me. And yeah. We had an office big enough for four people when we first started it. We now have an office for me, right. and everyone else works from home. Okay. So that's that's a that's a five hundred pound month saving yeah. I made just by doing that. So what did you do with the five though? Did you did you did you cream that off, or did you invest it somewhere else? I increased my my percentages. So I increased uh, my wages. I increased my okay. profits. I increased sure. the amount I put to tax. Sure, sure. And I suppose that then comes back to what your business plan really is about. Because if you you could have probably easily put that money into you know, I don't know, maybe an apprentice that's going to do some marketing that could produce more revenue for you, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, maybe took £500 a month in some advertising that's going to produce more revenue for yeah. you as well. I suppose it, you've got to link it to what your goals are right at the start. Yeah. If we yeah. wanted to increase sales, we, we could move the money around. If we, save, if we saved £1,000 in expenses, <clears> then we're going to have £600 of that left after the, the percentage changes to spend on something else. Mm. I mean, if we were looking to employ a staff member, then we'd set up a new pot for that. We'd have a, a new staff member pot and we'd pay that pot as if we were paying the staff member with for, for, for three, three to six months mm-hmm. to see if the business can support them. Yeah. And if it yeah. can, great. Then we employ the staff member at month seven. We have six months worth of their wages saved up and it's, it's all good. Good. But if we yeah. can't afford that on a monthly basis, then we know we need to increase something sure. along the way to be able to achieve it. Where does a business need to be financially before they start considering recruiting? I think if they can afford to pay their wages and not see a detrimental effect for that three to six month period, then it's probably time to employ someone because you can find someone to do what you're doing. We're all very guilty of holding on to what our business does. I mean, admin admin stuff, I spent most of Monday doing admin. Mm. Today, I'm now I'm interviewing two admin people today because I want to um, pass it on to somebody else. Because their hourly wage is less than what I could earn per hour. Yeah, yeah. So we're all very guilty of holding on to things that we can do. We're not necessarily too good at, like social media and things. We all we all try and post on Facebook and LinkedIn. Mm. We're not very good at it though. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, that's yeah. the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, one of the things that I've that I've always said there is, I always say, look at you, look at what your burn is, and look at how long your runway is, and and what I mean by that for people that's listening, I'm sure you probably, you probably understand, but like, if you're saying again, that by taking this person on, you, you like, let's, let's say that you've got a, a revenue coming in every month, a guaranteed revenue, cause it's subscription based or whatever it may be. And let's say you've got 5k a month coming in and you've got 5k in the bank, cash in hand, yeah. on hand. Um, but your expenses now jump up to five and a half because you've took somebody else on, however that works. So you're now losing 500 pounds a month. 
I think that what I've what I've tried to encourage people to look at is not the fact that you're going to be 500 down, but how long that extra 5k surplus in the bank is going to give you runway mm. to get into the air. And I think that yeah. like if you, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head what's what's that? Is it 10 months? Is it 500 ten divided? Months, yeah. Yeah, 10 months. Yeah, of course yeah, it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Simple maths, that really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but that means then you've got 10 months to try and get this bird into the sky before yeah. you run out of money. And and yeah. and, and and you know that's that's a good place to be. Yeah, it's a similar thing with the with the, the employee part. You've got six months of their wages where they're going to be ineffective. They're not going to be money generating. They're going to be sapping your time because you're training them mm. to get you down the road. You've got that money saved up to take that into account. Sure, sure. And I think that's become a lot easier right now as well, hasn't it? Especially with like the incentives that the government's put in place. So like you've got all these workplace uh, internships that's paid. You've got this kickstart scheme that. They, well, hopefully they'll get sorted soon. You know, it's not, I, don't so, think, yes. I don't think anyone's been placed just yet, have they? But no. there's this two billion fund that's been put to one side to do this. Where um, I think that could be really helpful for for a lot of businesses as well. The apprenticeship yeah. route is is really helpful. So I think we that, we we apply for the Kickstart scheme because we were the Kickstart scheme is supposed to be for someone over and above your employment needs. Mm. I think it should be for someone you actually need in the business because after six months, if you don't need them, you're going to get shot. Yeah, yeah. You've had you've had a free person in your office for six months doing sure. work you don't want to do, but after six months, you're just going to get rid of them. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it's especially over and above your actual business needs, which is I find odd. I, I, no, I agree, and I think that look. I mean, it's the government, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like they—they—they're they, not good at business. That's the—that's the, that's the no. thing with the government. They're not good at business at all, are they? Uh, no. they? They tend to ruin a lot of stuff. They—they they put their fingers in the pie and they, they mess it up yeah. a little bit too much, don't they? But there's I always a catch see, somewhere. There is, isn't there? I mean, I see the natural progression is, you know, if you've got them for six months and they actually prove themselves to the business as an asset, then the next thing is, why don't you just put them for an apprenticeship? You no, know, on a, yeah. you know, not a shitty one. You'll put them for like a, a level five or even a level set, no, like, like a master's of some sort yeah. in that space that they're operating. And, 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 you know, don't just treat them as a, as a low cost, um, employee you know let's not cost the business money, but as a real asset that you can develop and, and, and help yeah. them to forge your career as well. Yeah, that's that's what we wanted. We wanted we wanted someone for six months we could train them up, and then after six months put them on an apprentice, a county apprentice, or an admin yeah, apprentice, or something yeah. that, that would actually help our business, not not to move them on to somebody else. Sure. But and what's and what happened for you then? Have they said no? Or? They've said no. Yeah. Really, really. Is it yeah. is it? That's that's crazy. Yeah, we, we applied through Doncaster Chamber because it was when you had to have at least thirty placements. Yeah. They've now changed that. You, you can, can do it yourself. Can do it yourself. Yeah. 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 But so the you... application form is horrendous. Oh, really, really? Yeah, I've had, I've had a look this morning. Could you maybe do it again and, 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 and you know, go down I'm, a different I'm, I'm planning to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we, we, we already hired an administrator anyway, so it's over and above now. Yeah, 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 sure. No, that's good. We'll, we'll do it again. That's really good. So in terms of, like, sales, let's talk about sales right now, because that's, that's my game. I love sales. I think sales is the finest. I think it's the best job in the world. I think it's the it's the highest paid job in the world, put it that way. Do you know, yeah. you look at who's the richest guy right now? Musk, Elon Musk. So $200 billion guy, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's a good salesman. <laughs> very, very good, yeah. Very, very, good, salesman. Huh? very good salesman. So let's talk about sales for, for, for you and your business. I mean, like, what what? how do you get business done? 
Uh, at the moment, most of our business is coming from referrals. People who have used us, know us, like us, and trust us to pass on the yeah. information because they're passing on that relationship they built up. Yeah, and they're they're the ones that convert the best. Are you are you asking for the referrals, or are they just coming? Are you encouraging them? Like what what happens there? Uh, we encourage we we offer referral schemes for clients who refer clients to us. We offer them referral schemes, uh, obviously networking. We do single 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 sector networking. We've been part of the group for years, and we know the people in the group. They they, they all know what we do. Yeah, and yeah. fingers crossed, they like us for doing it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, do, do then, you think do you think that single sector networking still has a space in modern times? I mean, you're saying you've been involved in it for a long time, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's BNI, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that the thing with BNI is. I'm a big fan. I'm not a member, but I'm a big fan of BNI. I think that it's got a lot of benefits for people. Um, I don't think it works for me individually as a, on a personal level. I think it's too regimented for me. But I'll always encourage people to go and have a look at it for them because I know yeah. it works and it works really, really well. Yeah. But do you think that it still has a place in, in modern times when everything is so omnichannel? I think having that group of people that you know you can pass something to is really important, especially for an accountant, having someone you can pass a pass your clients on to mm. is very important for us. Because again, you're passing on that relationship to someone. If, it, if you're passing on to someone you don't know very well, you've seen them on the internet once or twice, it's a bit more dangerous than someone you, you speak to week in, week out. Week in, week out, yeah. yeah Obviously, sure. it's not face-to-face, -face, not face-to-face -to, -face at the moment, moment, which is a bit frustrating. Majorly, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, majorly. Do you, do you think that then you could probably attribute some of your success then to BNI because it's taught you how to ask for referrals? I think that all, all the training that they give you on top of the networking has really helped us as a business grow. Um, and just learning from the other people in the group as well who have been there, done that. Um, one's been, been up the mountain and come back down again, but he wants to help yeah. other people get there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just tapping into that, having that network to tap into is really important, especially when you're starting out in business. Because mm. we're all we're all very good at the job we do, but say it's it's the stuff around it we're not so good at. Sure, sure. No, that makes total sense. What um, what, what like in terms of like sales wise, are, are you a are you a sales kind of person, or are you like you know I don't want to sell, I feel uncomfortable selling. You know, I, like where do you sit on that? I'm terrible at selling. Absolutely hate it. I'd rather sit down and have a conversation than sell at somebody. Yeah. I, think, I suppose that's, that's one way of selling, isn't it? It's just, well, I was just, well, I was just going to say the conversation. same. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, ironically enough, I don't like talking numbers with people. Mm. My numbers. I don't mind talking their numbers. Yeah. Um, but we put together proposals for people based on what they want. And our price is our price. We don't haggle on it at all. If people don't want to, if people want to haggle, then like that. they can go. There's plenty of other accountants in the world. I like that. There's only, there's only 10 profit first accountants in the UK at the moment. Really? So, only 10? Yeah, we're very niche at the moment. Wow. Which is great for us. Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose, again, you can, like, as you said earlier, you can be anywhere. You can work anywhere. You can be, like, say, you'd be in the back of your van in, in, in Edinburgh, in Scotland, or wherever you're going, and and you can serve people. Yeah. I mean, our client base is from the, the bottom of Cornwall up to Newcastle there's people all over the UK so it yeah. doesn't matter where we are yeah um, and people some people want face-to-face -face meetings which is why BNI helps because it's local so the referrals we get are local mm. whereas social media could be um, anywhere in the UK of course really. yeah of course
I suppose like if you like Cornwall's like you don't mind going down there. Do <laughs> I don't know. It's a business expense if I go down yeah. there in a van for a week. Yeah. yeah. No, fantastic. That's really good. So like in in terms of the the the, the sales, and I think it's really interesting in in terms of what you were saying. Then is that you you don't like selling at all, but then you kind of corrected yourself and realised actually the best way to sell is just by actually being curious and showing a genuine interest in that person and communicating with them. Yeah. And and I think that that's one of the things that I try and I try to be into people all the time. You know, sales is not about doing something to somebody. It's about doing something with them. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just communicating and caring. And I love the fact that you said that you just don't negotiate on price because that is what it is. Like, and if yeah. you want it, like, like that's, that's it. I love that. That's it, yeah. I mean, if, if we, if we gave someone a 10% discount, then the person before them, they could be like, why have you given them a discount for? You, you value your own service. So if, if people value you enough, they'll pay, they'll pay the price. If they don't see the value, they'll move on. Exactly. If you, can, if you solve their problem and help them reach their goals, why would they not pay it? Exactly. It's, it's like we talked about earlier on with the return on investment, isn't it? You know, like you pay that money. If it works, you're going to keep on paying it. If it doesn't, you're going to find somewhere else to spend it. Yeah, you, you, they become an hour and you move on to somebody else. Until you Definitely. find that return on investment. I mean, there's there's people always looking for deals. There's always going to be, and there's people that will. Accountancy in the past has been a very much a race to the bottom. Mm. Um, online accountants, you pay them ten pound, and they'll do your tax return for you. Yeah. But you don't have that relationship. You don't have that support. I mean, if our client comes to us wanting a, an introduction to somebody, we could probably find them a person who could do what they want them to do. Yeah. But an online accountant. You pay ten pound to in the Philippines. You're just a digit. Not know. Yeah, yeah, you're a digit, aren't you? That's it. You're just another number. Yeah. You're another subscription. You're another Netflix, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Indeed. So, in terms of like the online space where you are, I mean, I had a quick look through your website and stuff like that. I can see that you've got you know a lot of stuff on there that's happening. You've got the lead magnets on there uh, for the downloads and things like. How, how do you find that stuff? Does did you? Is that something that you've done yourself? Have you outsourced it? Like like does it work? Um. There are things we've written ourselves. Uh, we get the odd download here and then. I think that the website needs overhauling personally. Um, we are launching a new website for the Profit First stuff on its own as a right. separate as a separate website. Um, but the, the blogs help. Writing about up-to-date, up-to-date topics that people care about has really been helpful yeah. for us yeah. to just to direct people to the website. So read this. We've written sure. about this before. Yeah. Have a quick look at that. Do you, do, you, do you use that in, in tandem with doing some outreach? Do you, do you actually do any like outbound sales prospecting at all? Uh, not really, no. We, we, do, we, we don't cold call or anything like that. We do put the odd post on social media to get people to come to us. Right. Uh, but most of our sales are done through... Like I said, referral. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a post on social media saying, I'm looking for an accountant, and we get tagged in it. You get tagged into or, it, yeah. At the start of COVID, we started a WhatsApp group for any businesses that wanted to join it to offer advice, to provide information because, bless him, Rishi knows his stuff, but he talks a lot of bollocks when it comes to it. People don't <laughs> understand it. Of course. So yeah. breaking that down into a simple, understandable chunks of information in the WhatsApp group was, was, was really helped people out and we got some referrals from that as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, that's really, really the good. small the small touches, I think. What's what's the WhatsApp group? Do you know do, like how do people get involved if they if they're interested? Oh, there's a link for it. I can put, I can send you the link for it for people to come join it. Yeah, no, that'd be really helpful, I think, for a lot of people. What what made you choose WhatsApp as opposed to like a Facebook group or um it was it's pers- it's more personal, I think, and people tend to pay more attention to messages 
like text messages or WhatsApp messages. I mean, I'm, I'm a member of probably 20 Facebook groups mm. and I don't read them. Yeah. The, yeah. the notifications come out. I'm, I may bob in and out of it, but it's, it's a lot of noise. Yeah, I agree. Whereas a Facebook group, it's, it's like, what's that group? It's on your phone. It's, it's, it's there. And people can, people can mute it if they want to. Mm. But we, we changed the settings a while ago so only we could post in it. Okay. So that the people are only getting the information that they needed rather than general conversation. Right, okay. Do, do you think that, did that work or did that hurt it? I think it, well, we, we also, we sort of go through stages, we turn it on and off. So when there's a big announcement that people have questions about, we turn it back on again so people can comment. Right. And then on the day-to-day, -day, we turn it off so people can't and it's not flooded with general chit-chat about stuff. No, I like that. That's good. That's really good. And it is so true. I mean, I forget the statistics now, but it was it's something quite high, like... Uh, like something like I think it was like eight to seven, maybe even ninety percent of people open open a text message and read a text message, as yeah. opposed to your fifteen to twenty percent on an email. Yeah, um, I don't know what that looks like in a group in terms of the digital space, but again, I think that you're going to be it's going to be very hard to compete with your eight to ninety percent open rate. It is. I mean, we, we have launched a profit first what a profit first Facebook group because as a, an organisation, profit first are clamping down on the unofficial things. There's a lot of people who read the book and think they can implement it for ah, other yeah. people's business, other people's yeah. businesses. So there's been a lot of clamping down on that. So there's right. a space for us to move into. So we just launched a, a Facebook group for UK businesses wanting to to learn from a, a certified professional. I get that. Do you, I mean, I think that this is really interesting because I, I see this all the time as well. And it's one of the things that grates my gears a little bit is when, like people who's read a book and all of a sudden they can coach you or they can, you know, teach you something or like, especially in the sales space where I am is that I, I mean, I spend a lot of time, probably, probably 90% of my time spent teaching sales. And it's what I, it's, it's like, like I, I, get, I love that space. I love that so much. But I think that, Selling is a very fast-paced environment that's changing rapidly, um, yeah. especially with technology. And I think that the, the the thing that really annoys me is when you see people teaching sales and they've not sold anything themselves for a decade. Yeah. Do you know, and it's yeah. just like, and I, I'm that annoying shit guy, that you know, annoying little shit that sits at the front of a class and putting my hand up and I'm saying, listen, like, I love what you're telling me, but when did when did you last do this and what result did you get from it? Yeah. You know? There's a lot. There's a lot of people preaching at you, but not a lot of people practice what they preach. Yeah, true. Which which is what I, 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 social media people, they're really good at trying to sell you. They're really good at our jobs. We, we can do social media. Like, well, your social media isn't very good, mate. Mm. So surely if you could do what you say you were doing, you'd do it for yourself first. Yeah, yeah. Because that but, is your job. But then, I mean, and I agree, but there's there's a certain side of me that's like thinking, well, is it necessarily true that though? Because you take football, for example, you might not be a great footballer, but you could be a great manager. I'm true, I suppose. And, and I think that, and I think that my, I mean, I, that, because I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think like like everything, there's a small, it's not foolproof, is it? There's always a caveat no. somewhere. There's, there. there's always there's always the, the exception to the rule. Yeah, an exception. Yeah, and I think that my the way that I try to to to, to kind of best make sense of it for myself is like, who are you? Like, are you a consultant? Are you a coach? Or are you a mentor? And I think that's the better way to look at it because. I think as a coach, you don't have to have had, like if you're a business coach, you don't, I, don't, I, I don't think you have to have had success in business to be able to coach somebody. I think mm. you just need to learn how to get people 
to find the answers really well. You need to be able to coach the answers out of them. Yeah. Whereas if you're a mentor, if I'm going to mentor you, I, I, I'd expect that mentor to have done the things first. Yeah. And, and Whereas if you're a consultant, I think that, again, you should be very specific about a, a particular area. So I want a social media consultant, and it means that, like very much like a mentor, you should be very, very good at doing this for yourself, not just telling others how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the best way that I try to make sense of it. Um, what what should businesses be doing right now, Dan? Like like, if, what's the best advice for 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 businesses right now? Whether they, you know, whether they're seasoned businesses that's been around for a long time, or startups, or someone that's just starting to grow. Because there's businesses that's grown throughout this pandemic as well, isn't there? I've seen yeah, some yeah. really really good success stories, which is which is wonderful as well. What yeah. what what do they need to do? What would you advise them to do right now? As, as I said from at the start, it's just look at the expenses side of things, where you spend your money. Because if you understand where your money's going, it can help you to understand where you, where you need it to come from. Um, I know people, a lot of people say don't focus on what you don't, focus on what you want to attract. Um, so it's kind of counterintuitive to focus on the expenses to understand where it's all going, where it's all going to. Yeah. But it's, if, you, if money's flowing for your business, then that's a good thing because you, you're helping other people and so It's just focusing on that, those expenses, see where you're spending the money. If you, if you shave off the fat, then great. It's just trimming it all down a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Focus on those and understanding those, and then backwards working what you need to earn to get what you want. Got you. And and how how would you? What am I trying to say? I'm just trying to think how to word it. So so like I, I see so many people that's in business that's probably been doing it for a while. Some some are startups, but there's others that's probably been doing it for five years, a decade plus, and they're still not running it as a business. They're, they're treating it very much like a hobby. How how do you educate them that they need to start teaching like not teaching but like spending more time focusing on the numbers rather than just you know getting by like like I think if if they if they're an established business and they haven't realised that already especially in the last year then they're never going to right, I, right. I think um, you can lead a horse to water as the saying goes but you can't make it drink. You can point them in the right direction, saying that you really should be focusing on this. But it's leading from example, I think, as well. If you're doing it, you're showing them what you do, how you do it, how it's helping your business grow, how it's affecting your personal life, how you, it's helping you achieve your goals, then maybe they'll come along for the ride. But if they've if it been doing it for 10, 15 years and still treat it like a hobby, then there's probably no changing that. There's no changing that, no. And, yeah. and, and I suppose if they've been doing it for 10, 15 years, is there any reason to change it? It works for them. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to get out of the business what you want to get out of it. And if they're getting what they want and have been for that long, yeah. then... Why change it? it? Yeah. Yeah. It would take something to make them want to change it. And that's the yeah. point where we step in is where, where they've had that, let's say, epiphany, that moment that they want to change something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it's like I it's like I try and, I try and tell people all the time that, like, in terms of we as human beings are driven by two things, either pain or pleasure. Mm. And, and often it's the pleasure that is secondary to that. You know, we, we, we are driven much more by pain. So we'll wait until that tax bill comes that we can't afford before 
it causes enough pain for us to make a decision to change something or yeah. we'll drive that car. The example I use all the time is we'll drive that car and the engine management light keeps flashing at us, but the car still works. So we don't yeah, do anything so about good. it Yeah, until it, until it breaks down and then it's painful and we yeah. have to do something. And then we probably curse and say, why me? This always happens to me. And it's like, no, you've got a flashing light. That's a warning telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand why people leave it to the 31st of January to do the tax returns. You, you have from, from the 5th of April to get the stuff done, then you've got months and months and months to plan your tax payments, mm. make little payments here and there towards it. But now people leave it to the last minute and go, oh shit, I haven't got, I haven't got five grand to pay my tax bill. Like, yeah. Well, you've had six months to sort, you've had ages to sort it why, out. Why do you think they do that? Like, what, what do you think they're, they're scared reason? of it? I think, I think a lot of people are, un, are under the misses, misconception that once you've done your tax return, you have to pay it then. Mm. That's the conversation I have with a few people, seasoned business people. Yeah. They think you have to pay your tax bill as soon as your tax return is done. Right. No, you don't. You still get to the 31st of January. Even if you do it in May, June, July, August, September, you still have all those months to pay it. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I think the misconception is. I suppose, again, there's always extensions as well that you could apply for and ask for if you really need it as well and restructure yeah. it, yeah. There's, there's always there's always a, a way around those deadlines or if you go if you take out a payment plan on the 31st of January, you get, you'll, be, you'll be in the same position. And you won't pay any interest on it, mm. but it's just I think people are scared of the under, people are scared to get a tax bill because they have to pay it or they worry about it, which is why why profit first is so good because you've already got the money to pay for it. You've already got money to pay for it, yeah. yeah why 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 do you think it is Dan? Like why do you think people ask? Because I, I agree with you. I think that it's a similar conversation I've had with many people about themselves, their own finances. Is that I'm like. Have you done a credit reference check on yourself? Have you got like experience and looked at your credit score and stuff? And they're like, well, then. <laughs> And I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, yeah. why? And they're scared of it, aren't they? They're like, so I think it's very similar to this: is that they're scared. Like, why do you think that is? I think because a lot of people who do start with sales have been employed in the past, and when they're employed, it's all taken care of it for you. Mm. You don't see your tax come off every month. You just look at that bottom net pay figure that goes in your bank. That's all you care about. You don't appreciate the rest of the stuff that comes with it. Yeah. So when you have to start doing it for yourself, it's the fear of the unknown. Um, yeah, it's, it's why a lot of people, a lot of startups fail in the in the second year, because they just don't have the money to pay the tax bills. So they go screw it, I'll close. Right, right. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, just, so, so, so it probably makes much more sense, and and I suppose this is an education really that's missing, isn't it? Is in the sense that they probably need someone like you on board from day one. Yeah. Not just when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. I mean, our fees are a monthly direct debit, so there's no annual large annual payment, it's spread over 12 months. Where we, yeah. where we come on in the first month or 12, it's always 12 months. So we cost the same in month one as we do in month 11. So there's no reason why we wouldn't engage someone straight away. And then you've got that help and support mm. right from the beginning. Yeah. And you've got that guidance right from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange how people start up a business, but don't take on the advice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why, why you wouldn't, you wouldn't book a holiday without doing your research first, understanding what you need to do, mm -hmm. or you, you'd farm out to an estate agent to do it, not a estate agent, a travel agent to do it for you. Mm, um, you don't go through the process of buying a house yourself. You got estate agents, solicitors, but business, I could do it all myself. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. It's 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 people for you, isn't it? Though I think that that's the. It's like it's the same with books. Do you know the 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 amount of people who read a book, 
just to say they've read the book, but they don't apply anything from that book. Yeah. I've got I've got a bookshelf at home in my in, in the office at home, and there's hundreds of books in there that's not even finished because I'll get so far through it and I'll and I'll I'll learn something from that and I think wow that's incredible and I'll go and apply it straight away and I'll keep applying it and I'll never go back to that book unless I'm ready for for the next part of it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that like that's what I'm looking for in a book. I'm looking for something in a book that I can take and I can apply that's going to make my life better or easier. Yeah, my my Audible list is huge of books I've, I've listened to. I don't I don't do reading, don't do words, but Audible is great for me. It's just sit, yeah. put it on in the office or in the car and just listen to it as I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one of, one of the best best subscriptions investments I have is Audible. Agree. No, I, I I love Audible. Like that's all I listen to when I'm in the car. That or podcast. I don't listen to any any music unless. No, I tell a lie. I do listen to music, but it's selective music. Do you know, yeah. I, I don't listen to the radio, so to speak. It's, it's, it's Spotify or something you like. It's Apple Music, yeah. So I, I, it's a list of stuff that I know is going to get my heart pumping a little bit and get me a little bit excited and stuff like that. So yeah. I know how I work. Um, what, what would you recommend? Like, what's a good book for people to read that's, that, that you think is really good? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I knew that you were going to pull that one out just then. Profit first. Yeah. That one. Oh, if you want help, if you want help implement it. That's my that's my planner to help implement it. Oh really? Right. Okay. So this is a book that you've just got out, is it? Just yeah. It so it's just released on Amazon. So it's for yeah. people who who have read the Profit First book or heard about it and want to implement it in their business. That's fantastic. Let's hold so, it up again so we can so we can see it. So it's it's the. Is it backwards? The, primarily no, profit it, planner. Primarily profit planner. Yeah, making profit. Your, your, priority. your journey, your priority is it? Yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. So we'll put a link for that as well. Is it, on, it says it's Amazon, isn't it? Is it? It's, Am it's available in all good bookstores. All, all the places you can read books. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. Yeah, we, we we've got a, a publisher as part of our client base who is who's lovely. So she's sorted all that out for us. Fantastic. So were you you self published did you through through yeah. this this company? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Pain, was it a painless journey? Um. Well, for for all the people that we've networked with, my my art was done by a, by one of our clients. He's a designer. The publisher was one. It's a close family friend and a client, so it absolutely easy. Yeah, which Not reinforces everything that we talked about today, isn't it? Is that you know you probably could have done this yourself, but you've realised actually, you know why why do that? There's people out there that can design it, that can publish it, that can do this stuff. Why why am I doing it myself? Yeah, why am I doing it? even even the words? Are, are, I put most of the words in and then have someone look at it for me. Yeah. Because I'm terrible with them. So it's just about finding the people that you like and trust to do it for to, you. To do that. How how hard was that for you to let go of that kind of stuff? Or was it quite easy for you? Um four years ago I wouldn't let go of it. Really? What changed? But now but now I'm very much if someone can do it better and take less time doing it, I don't mind paying the money for them to do it. Right, right. That's that's what I've learned through my four and a half years. Is someone there's always someone that can do it better for you. Yeah. Then let them do it. And which account do you take that one out of? Do you take that out of the, uh, Operate, the operating expenses? That's the operating expenses account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, Dan, Dan. Dan, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking with you. Where can people find out? We're going to put a link to the book and yep. the WhatsApp group as well. Once you find that across for me, yeah. Um, and we'll put that into the into the wherever people's going to see this, watch it, read it. I'll put it in the description. Uh, but for people that's obviously listening and watching, like where can they find out more about what you do and, and, and how you can help them? Uh, so we're on Facebook under DNK Accounting. Our website is uh, dkaccs.co.uk, although the new Profit First one will be profitfirst.uk when that launches. Uh, LinkedIn as well, all over that stuff. Yeah, absolutely wonderful.
Dan, is there anything that I've not talked to you about today that I think that, that you think people could probably get benefit from? Um, I think we covered pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Brilliant. Dan, thank you so much for your time. It's been really good. I hope everybody who's like watching or listening or reading this has got as much value out of this as what I've personally got out of this today from, from yourself as well. Um, and, and guys, have an absolutely wonderful day. So we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for having me, John.